0: Hello and welcome to Michael and Mom Talk Cancer. I am your official host, Michael Kramer, and-
1: I am Michael's mom, Ashley, and we are really excited. Today we have a professional professional here, not an oncology patient. Well, Suzette, let's introduce her. Her name is Suzette Smith. We're in love with her, and that's why we invited her onto this podcast. But I want you to introduce yourself a little bit. Tell everyone about you.
2: Well, I'm a physical therapist in Michigan, and I have a specialization. i working with oncology patients. Um, and what that really means is the most simple way to say it is that you have the expertise in all the different types of cancers and how they affect the body systems, as well as the treatments and how they affect the body systems. And then as a therapist, we're working on basically increasing people's independence while they're going through that helping decrease the symptoms from the cancer treatment and the cancer itself, um, helping people remain as independent as possible during all of the things they're going through and um, their functional ability as high as possible during all of that. So that's really the simplest way of describing oncology rehab because it's oncology such a big, yeah, uh, there's so many different types. It affects people so differently. But some of the some of the things we might work on are, you know, if someone's dealing with lymphedema, um, peripheral neuropathy, cancer related fatigue. Um
1: for Michael, PT was invaluable. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. not well, so I much when he yeah, it was not so much when he was going through his cancer treatment, but the after as you spoke about yeah. after when he was and he still is in PT to yeah. this day.
2: So it can be before cancer treatment starts. It's important during and it's important after because there's things that you're dealing with um, throughout that whole spectrum of time. Some people um, might need it more in different you know, parts of their recovery process than you know, others.
0: I think what would be helpful is like if there's a newly diagnosed patient mm-hmm. and they want to stay in shape. And not, not just stay in okay. shape, but stay independent, like you said, Yeah. Like, what do you first tell a newly diagnosed patient to do?
2: Um, if they haven't started treatment yet, we want to try to strengthen and maximize their strength before starting treatment. You know, if they have the opportunity to see a therapist beforehand, we call that like prehabilitation. So it's getting stronger so that your body can tolerate the treatment better. A lot yes. of times you lose muscle mass during a lot of those treatments. And so we want to build that up beforehand. So that's really where the prehab is conditioning your body for what you're about to experience.
1: Do you actually get patients that do prehab? I feel like most people we know when they're diagnosed, I mean, we've been through it twice with my husband. It was like he was diagnosed the next day he got his port. Mm -hmm. Michael was diagnosed the next day he got his port because they were both blessed to have been very much in shape when they started treatment.
2: Yes. And I I listened to a lot of your podcasts and that's, that is interesting. Yes. There are people that the, it doesn't start that quickly for okay. all people. And um, right. sometimes they get diagnosed and then there's, you know, a delay because they're seeing different specialists and, The treatment plan might not be there yet, or they're lucky enough to get into therapy beforehand. It's something that we're trying to build to help people with that.
1: How do people find you and find a physical therapist to start with a physical and oncology. And in fact, we, I don't think you ever had an oncology, physical therapist, No, he ended up with a physical therapist after some, after a surgery, but it wasn't specifically oncology. It's amazing.
2: So it is a new part of like the field in physical therapy. Like there's an actual specialization exam now. There are people that have a specialization, but that's something maybe in the last six years that this test has occurred. So it's easy to find people that way, you know, looking for that specialization. But there's so many therapists that have been working with cancer patients for years, and that's their passion. And they might not have that taken that test, but they have so much wisdom and experience with working with patients and, you know, figuring out what they need. A lot of times an oncologist will refer people to oncology rehab, okay. but again, you know, not everybody has access to that. And, you yeah. know, a regular physical therapist is good too, but if you can find someone that specializes, that's even better. And of course. it's not just the exercise part, you know, I mean, my passion is certainly like helping people stay mobile and moving no matter what illness they have, because we know, you know how important it is to keep moving. I I was listening to one of your podcasts that really struck me is, um, Michael, you were in the hospital and you were saying it was so difficult to walk to the bathroom. Your goal every day for physical activity was to walk to the bathroom and take that shower. Um, yeah really hard shift like to think of that that that's your mobility for today that's your exercise and that may have been as tough as maybe your like biggest windsurfing day right maybe tougher it's your body when it's going through that that's a lot of work and it's a big mental shift to get to understand what it means to exercise when you're going through those treatments and that's something that therapy can help you tailor it to the exact looking at everything you're going through as a whole person you know who you were be for physically during and after so that's the whole picture yeah, of that
0: totally so
2: yeah.
0: i want to ask you because even now i'm still going through treatment how does exercise reduce the symptoms of cancer treatment and like what type of exercise should someone be doing when they're going through treatment to that's reduce really those symptoms
2: yes that's a really good question um i wish there was like one
0: Right. It's very general. I I know know it's very general. Yes.
2: Yeah. So that's a general. So first off exercise helps because it helps your immune system. It helps um, strengthen your body. It helps improve range of motion. It helps your balance. It helps all of those things that just generally help. But when you're going through or planning for surgeries, just had surgeries, then you have to take in consideration the treatments that you've had, the treatments that you're planning to have, all of those things and tailor it. So the things that therapists are going to look at are maybe your balance, your physical endurance, you know, your heart rate, when you're resting can affect what you can do when you're moving. We're going to look at your pain levels, and we're going to try to reduce the pain levels through movement. So there's so much research showing that Mobility, or I I hate to call it exercise because that kind of turns some people off, but movement you know, there are um, just making sure that you're continuing to move actually reduces the risk of recurrence of certain cancers. Right. It also helps people tolerate the treatments. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, I need to get stronger so I can finish my chemo. I mean, that's that's big. That's big.
0: Yeah, that's huge.
2: You have to be strong enough to do it. And at that point, they're not. So just to have someone that can look at the whole picture of your health and help you start right where you're at and move in a safe direction forward. I and mean, that's really what we do as as therapists. And that's very um, unique to the person and what they're going through. So it's hard to say generally what we would prescribe for someone because it, it is really, really personal.
1: It It is. And we're lucky. Michael was an athlete, and and I've always been very physically fit, so we've always moved. But there were times that when he was going through treatments, we would be like, "Well, let's see if we can find a video to help." Mm-hmm. We could. It, it was impossible to find a video because, as you just said so perfectly it's so individual and so tailored. Like a lot of people are like, well, do yoga. And of course, I know some yoga, but then I'd be like, wait, the yoga I know that I can do, that's not going to work for him right now. And it was very hard to find exercises and things. I mean, walking was like a big thing for us. But gosh, I wish we had you, Suzette, at our (laughs) hospital. We could have definitely (laughs) used you. but. That, that does make sense. Like you said, this has only been around. Okay. We know that you are part of a textbook, the Oncology Rehabilitation and Guidebook for Clinicians. So you, you were part of writing this in a chapter called Prevention and Wellness. So this is for clinicians, actually.
2: Yes. This textbook is actually the first of its kind, which is really just showing that wow. this is such a growing part of our field because it's so important. There's so millions of people living in the United States that are cancer survivors they are going, yeah. you know, they're either just diagnosed or going through treatment or that's in their past, but it affects your body. And it's so important to have people that understand that help you be, you know, your strongest self and your most independent self so that you can live your best life, basically. Right. Um my chapter, yes, we, we are looking at prevention, um, like meaning like the screenings that are recommended, just lifestyle strategies, just general healthy lifestyles, right? We right. all we all know that. Those are like risk reduction. Of course, as you know, you can do everything right and you can still get cancer. I'm I mean, so glad yeah, you said that. Sure. I'm so glad you and said that. Those are just things to reduce, right? Right. However, if you do get a diagnosis, when you come into it stronger, you can tolerate the treatment better, right? Mm-hmm. So it's always good to be healthier, your healthiest self, right? Um, and that looks different and means something different to everybody. Yes. But um, it, and that's from before a diagnosis till after. So my sister wrote the chapter with me and she's a dietitian, So she also looked at the nutrition aspects just for healthy lifestyle, but also for like, Let's say you're exercising during cancer, like making sure that you have adequate nutrition yeah. to be able to tolerate it because a lot of those treatments affect your appetite, the way food tastes, the yes. way it smells. Like it can be hard sometimes to get enough um, nutrition to be able to to tolerate the exercise. So that's something to to look at too. Then in that chapter, we talk about sort of the CAM therapies, like the alternative medicine. Right. Right when i think about therapy um in that respect it's what can we offer that helps someone reduce what we call like the symptom burden all those those symptoms that people might have like numbness um, pain fatigue swelling um, restrictions of their movement right how can we help without creating another um symptom <laughs> a negative yeah. symptom right like because these, these wonderful therapies that um, the doctors are giving are saving lives. And then our job is to come in and kind of help reduce the burden of those treatments that um, impact living.
1: Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure everyone is getting like understanding this. But like, for example, all the chemotherapies have secondary side effects. They save yes. your life, but then they leave you the other yeah. effects. And it's the same. It's like steroids that Michael was on many times he saved his life but then leave with so many after effects, especially bone, muscle. Yeah. And that is where you are invaluable.
2: Right. To so have someone that can look at your bone health and your endurance and the whole picture is what I want to say, right? And just sort of bring that all together. But then in our chapter, we also talked about things that can reduce symptom burden that aren't maybe Typical, right? But everything in our book is research based. It means a textbook, of course. So, yeah, so we're looking at yoga, um, right. meditation. Um, there's something called emotional freedom technique. Um, it basically it looks at um, tapping different acupuncture yeah. pressure points on your body and like seeing different phrases. And most of the research has really been on like pain, anxiety, um, post traumatic stress syndrome. There's some research with it related directly to cancer, but not as much as I'd like. But right. still, when you're going through those treatments, you do have anxiety and pain and possibly like some post-traumatic stress. Everyone so, we
1: know that has been through cancer has <laughs> yeah. PTSD, yeah. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> totally. so, I don't know anyone that doesn't have it that's been through cancer. So, yes.
2: Right. I mean, it's, yes. it's an all-encompassing thing. So, yeah. Acu- puncture too. We talk yeah. about the things you can do that aren't adding stress, but taking away stress, taking away pain, taking away anxiety. So that's really what we talk about in our chapter.
1: I'm glad the word is getting out there more. I feel like it's not enough. Like I feel like a lot of cancer patients, oh, we could hear your doggy. That's months okay. Months <laughs> Michael's been treated at two different hospitals, a pediatric hospital, which has been amazing and an adult hospital. At the pediatric hospital, it is true. His doctors were like, keep exercising, go for it. But it was more like, keep exercising. It wasn't like, here's a plan or here's someone who can help you. They really looked at us holistically. They looked at Michael holistically. We were lucky to be at another hospital as well, where they were like, here is physical therapy and here is a prescription. And then we went to the physical therapist and that got a little bit more specific. But for a while, I'm not going to say that we were lost because again, we're lucky, but I think people that know less than us, it would have been way harder.
0: You you agree, right? I agree because one of the things that I think was a blessing was I was in the best shape of my life before I got diagnosed with cancer. And when I went through chemotherapy you could see the difference in like a week of my body. And I can't imagine somebody who was not in the best shape of their life and then got diagnosed with cancer and has to go through chemotherapy and radiation and have their body be so weak to the point where there's points where I could barely walk, like like I said. So I can't imagine somebody who wasn't in shape to ever begin with to be told you have to exercise and go through chemotherapy and Get out of bed every day. And even for me, I struggle to get out of bed a lot of the days. So it's just so, it's so tough on the body. And that's why I think people like you are just so important to cancer patients. And we definitely need more people like you at like every single hospital. We
1: all need a Suzette at every hospital. yeah. Like even me, I need a Suzette. I'm the (laughs) caregiver and I need a Suzette. I love what you said about the prehabilitation because it's true. What Michael said, he went into this, he was So athletic, he had been going to the gym. He was in amazing shape, but within, you could just see his muscles diminish so quickly. It was it was so rapid. But they were able to give him very intense chemotherapy because he was so strong, which is probably what saved his life. Okay, now you talk. I'm not going to talk anymore.
2: No, 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 I I agree (laughs) with everything you're saying. And yeah, the thing is, you know, the doctors, their focus is saving your life. I mean, that's huge. It's amazing. And then, um. I just, it's such a multidisciplinary approach. Like you need all these different healthcare um, workers helping you through it. You know, there's, that's a huge aspect, but the quality of your life and, you know, being able to move and do things for yourself is super important as well. And that's why I hope that every, I mean, we want every physical therapist availability for all of the people going through this. That's really the goal. Um it's really cool because, you know, in the past it hadn't been like part of physical therapy school curriculum. And now there's been so much um, work that people are doing that in the state of Michigan. Now it's starting to become an actual uh, part of the required curriculum for physical therapy students to have this baseline understanding, which I think is absolutely amazing. And I just found that out like a week ago that that's going to be happening. I just think that's going in the right direction. And it's just, amazing and makes me really happy so
1: (laughs) that no that makes that makes us really happy yeah I I was grateful that Michael's insurance doesn't cover completely his physical therapy but it does cover a portion because my fear at one point was like oh my gosh he needs PT we were very blessed that it covers enough that we can make it work because that's another issue I think that for some people, that that's financial another piece to is the financial burden of physical therapy. episode,
2: right? I mean, it's it's huge the financial burden of it, and yeah. access to the right healthcare. I mean, that's another issue that you know people are working on. But to go back to like the exercise, I don't want to go off on a tangent. But no, we, <laughs> we back like
1: tangents. <laughs> tangents are always fun.
2: <laughs> um, just something you said about you know looking um, for these videos being able to modify it and and knowing how important that is. And um, I just am hoping that there's me more and more of that available to people because people, not just even cancer patients, but people going through like chronic illnesses or where they're hospitalized for a long time. It's so important to have different levels of yoga yet. Yes. Yoga is great. And there's research saying that, but when you're going through that, you can't go to a yoga class. I mean, it's a lot of modifications that have to happen. And just understanding how to modify is just so important. And the focus of what we do um, in the hospital where I'm working, I don't know if everyone understands the importance of mobility, but just like to sort of put it into a perspective, um, you know, we're therapists are in the hospital in the ICUs. And they have us work in the ICUs because these are the people with the sickest people in the hospital, right? Right, it's right. Critical. They're right. sometimes on ventilators and things, and we're trying to save their lives, and they have us go in and work with these patients because movement helps people get better, and it helps people stay strong, and it helps people not lose their ability to do things. And when we don't, even when people are very sick... There's a repercussion of that, right? I mean, there are certainly instances and times where it's contraindicated, but it's usually fairly short-lived and it's for very specific reasons, you know, like there's just so much we can do to help people keep moving and not lose their ability to do things for themselves in modifying
1: We learned so much, like even after Michael has had surgeries about how lungs often are affected. If you're just lying in bed, then your lungs are affected. One thing I think a physical therapist is so invaluable is, you know, Michael went through a couple of surgeries at one point, and it was so hard for him to get out of bed. And the physical therapist was able to come in because the surgeon was like, okay, you need to get out of bed and walk and just standing up.
0: It was so painful.
1: It was so painful. I'm his mom and I'm like, I'm not a specialist. Well, what if I help you stand up and I make you pop your stitches and then your drain comes out? But the physical therapist with the knowledge coming in was like, if you stand up this way, you're not going to affect the drain that's in his liver and through his gallbladder. And, you know, I think it's so invaluable. It's, It's that catch 22. I've seen a lovely woman. I know that her husband has been bedridden, but it's that catch 22 of the longer you're bedridden, the more pain you're in. We had an interview with someone just a couple of days ago on this podcast, Matt Odie, who was talking about how he would just like walk a few steps the next day, try to walk a few steps more the next day. That was actually, that was Michael as well, doing it around the floor. We would do one day, one circle. You, you're getting such an invaluable service.
2: People need not only the education, but they just need someone to be like, yeah, I will help you. I will help you get out of bed. It's okay. It's safe. No, it's scary. Um, Sometimes when you have drains and things like in your body, it's scary to get up and move or understand, is is it really okay for me to move or how much should I move? And is that pain normal? Is that, you know, there's so many, it's overwhelming. And to have someone come in and help is just, like you said, it's it's so important. Most people, I think, get it in the hospital. I think when you're not in the hospital, it might be, or after the hospital is where it might kind of not always happen after treatment is done and you're cured and then you still have these things you're dealing with and if you don't get to the right people that can help you you might think well that's just how it is and i have to live with this and um, when really there's a lot of things that can be done to reduce that
1: and i love that in this textbook there's stuff about you're speaking about the scientific research about yoga and meditation and it can all go together because I think sometimes in our world that we that we're in, some people are like, just go the holistic way. Yoga and meditation will cure you. And I love that that's not what you're saying. No, that's not what saying. Uh, it's <laughs> it, it can go it can go hand in hand. Michael needed chemotherapy. He needed radiation. He needed a bone mm-hmm. marrow transplant. But I think the message that you can do these things together, like integrate them seems to be a a beautiful way to go.
2: Yes, because these things I'm saying aren't what cures that not what cures cancer, but they're what makes someone feel better when they're going through these treatments. Exercise and movement in a safe way, it not only like mentally is helpful, but it actually changes like chemistry in your body when you, when, you're, when you're moving and doing endorphins
1: and, you know. and,
2: and things that reduce your anxiety. I mean, they help you sleep. It, it, it helps with pain. It helps with just your entire quality of life. So, yeah, I mean, if we can learn about those things and help someone and you know, one of the things we talk about in the chapter is acupuncture was one of the, the ways to help nausea. That was one of the ones yes. proven most for nausea relief, you know? Um, meditation and yoga were one of the were some of the things that were proven for reducing anxiety and stress which is also a very big deal so we yeah. use
1: both of those things all <laughs> so yep. we still to this day to this day but yep. yeah
0: we are but very
1: people, oh gosh, you
2: can do yoga in bed you know you can do yoga.
0: yeah we bed. would do yoga in bed in the we hospital
2: would do yoga.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> little stretches
2: yeah yes, yes. And I try to do that with people, like work on the breathing and the, no matter where you are, it just feels so good to move. I mean, you take someone that make them not move for an entire day, like it hurts. It doesn't it hurts. feel good. And then you add the layers. It's yes. really hard.
1: Okay. I'm going to ask you a personal question. What <laughs> got you into oncology? Is there, a, is there a reason? Is there a story? Is
2: um, Why so, oncology? So I worked in what is called inpatient rehab, which okay. is. In a hospital where someone, you know, is hospitalized and they're medically stable, they're discharged from the hospital, and then they go to rehab so they can get strong enough to go home. Again, the hospital I worked at, we were seeing a lot of oncology patients that were, um, we'd see a lot of like ones with neurological cancers. Like then we just started seeing a lot of patients that were hospitalized for a long time and had cancer. Kind of going back to that schooling, when I was in PT school, this was not something we really uh, learned about how to how, what the different things someone might need when they're going through this and I just felt like I didn't know as much as I wanted to so I was trying to learn and then I was really lucky because I just had some amazing mentors there and they started the first oncology residency program for therapists at the hospital I worked at and I just had the opportunity with a couple Wait, like people. the
1: first residency like first ever, ever. Yes, yes. Wow.
2: We we are we we know
1: you. And, and you were so, in that. I we're the celebrity, you guys. Everyone listening
2: to this podcast. So wow. We, I mean, we just had this amazing opportunity. We weren't new grads, we were like therapists in the thick of it and we had this opportunity to be the first people to go through this program so much about how to help people just so much and that to me and just being able to see how it affected how I worked with my patients it was just I just loved it I love helping people through it and it just became like a passion of, of mine and I I just love helping people through it I mean how long ago was that the residency uh, 2018 and wow it's not even that long ago and now it's the first one. So, this, I mean, it's it's new. So needed.
1: So needed.
2: Yeah, not everybody's ha- had that, like, amazing opportunity. So that sort of came to me because I wanted to be better um, for my patients, the patients that were right in front of me. And then I got this amazing opportunity. And then I loved it so much. So I went and took the exam. And it wasn't like... <laughs> anything beyond that. That was really how I got into no, it. No,
1: but that that's, that's, I was just wondering if you knew yeah. someone with cancer or if it was just, but that's mm-hmm. even really cool that you were like at the first one. It's true. My husband, he passed away in 2016. He was diagnosed in 2014. PT was never in a discussion.
2: That's changing. And I think it's yeah more and more integrated. And I think hospitals, like the one I was at, you know, it was a teaching hospital. They had right. a huge oncology presence in that hospital, This beautiful oncology floor. We worked so closely with that team. And then there was an outpatient clinic across the street. They were doing a lot of multidisciplinary meetings, like breast cancer patients, they might come before they even start getting surgeries and treatments, they're measuring their arms so that they can quickly find things. You know, they're looking at their bounce, they're looking at everything so that wow. if something's lymphedema type symptoms start they can catch it right away before it advances and get treatment right away so it's all it's it's growing it's growing it's growing and um i'm just happy i had to come on here so that people know that it's available to them that that's awesome that's why
0: we're here that that's why
1: we wanted to have you so much
2: and i I think the things that the two of you are doing are just beautiful i love your podcast i love (laughs) how you talk about things that is difficult to talk about, the things that people are experiencing that are really difficult to talk about. And you just say it without sugarcoating it, but in this still just like amazing, beautiful, hopeful way. And I just adore both of you. I think it's just wonderful what you're doing. I feel thank very you. honored to be on this. No, podcast thank with you. you. And I hope that someone listens and, um, that needs the therapy and needs someone to help them and just knows that that's available out there for them.
1: Yeah. I think people need to know. I mean, even Michael has a friend that went through cancer recently in the same hospital Mm -hmm. and Michael was able to get PT and she didn't even know it was a possibility. Mm -hmm. And we were like, Oh, you should ask. And I think that a lot of times people don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think body image is something that is another piece of this. And I know it is also important to you because we talked about it when yes. we had a
2: phone call with you. So important. Yes. I told you that I'm working on some meditations for, for that specifically, because it's just, we are so hard on ourselves and our minds, right? Like yeah, what we think we should look at. Like, um, we get stuck in these shoulds, what we think we should be able to do. And that's when I hear all the time, what I, sh- I should be able to walk across the room. I should be able to do X, Y, Z. And it's so hard to meet our bodies where they are. It, it's Damn. very mental. Um, I think that's another way that mindfulness meditation can help because it's helping you accept where you are right now. So you can, you can move forward from it. Um, because, We can't change some of those circumstances. You have to start from where you are, but it's so hard to accept that. And
1: those so so (laughs) beautifully said, it's so interesting to me. Everything just ties in. We talk about living in the moment. We talk about living in the present and mindfulness to help us in so many ways. But with your body, with like physical therapy, Mm -hmm. it's part of that as well. Like it's, it's all so connected. I know you feel you feel the same way. And, you know, even everyone that's listening to this, that's not a cancer patient. Like, yeah, this is Everyone all, struggles
0: with it. You know, it's very normal. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. This is irrelevant yeah. to everyone. You probably get stuck on that. I should be able to... Um, I think, too, I hear this a lot just from people in general, is I used to be able to run mm-hmm. marathons. And now I can, you know, hardly walk across the room, like, sort of, like, what's the point? Like, I... It's so... I feel so defeated. Like, why... And right. so having someone come in and be like, yes, we, we have a goal. We have goals to get back to here. You know, it's like right. you can do so many things. You just have to understand we have to take the first step and you know, having someone help you do that safely is just so important. And I love all the things that you did to modify your life to keep going. And I just so important to move. And I just it is.
0: people it is. know
2: that and adapting
0: yeah, we, we've adapted a lot. Like, there's a lot of yeah. things like I've obviously can't do and I'm not going to go back to doing the things I did before, but just exercise helps so much. Like before I got on here, I was on the bike for 18 minutes and my yeah. hair is all my hair is all crazy because <laughs> I I, I just showered. So, so yeah,
1: <laughs> but but it's adapting. But what you were saying, not being defeated either. So there's like a difference. It's not adapting and saying I can't do this anymore. I'm going to adapt and sit on the couch. It's adapting mm-hmm. and changing. And I think that's it. That's, a, that's very a great, mental. It's very it, hard.
0: Yeah,
2: it yeah. is. And that's a process. It you know, is it's just a process of working through that. And whoever, you know, I, I truly believe it sort of takes a village to, you know, treat cancer and beat cancer. You know, this is not someone something someone does in isolation. You know, you need that social support. You you need that to Get through those hard, tough times, and um, just keep moving forward, and knowing that you can do more than you think. And yes, that you can thing, do
1: more than you think.
2: Yeah, and that it's that it's okay to move because that can be scary for people.
1: We're just in sync. You're touching on all of our messages when you <laughs> yeah, just said you exactly. thought about being isolation. That is a huge thing. Is connection. Yeah. And connecting with someone to come in, like having a physical Mm -hmm. therapist, I think really is a connection that's very valuable. Even if you think you're an athlete and you know, Mm -hmm. I think having someone come in on the outside, a professional that knows, that's so invaluable, gives you a different look and a different perspective. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important.
2: It's hard to be abductive with ourselves, you know, even if we have the knowledge, like if you know, I were sick and needed to work back up. I would want my therapist, you know, I wouldn't want to be my own therapist. We need someone that can see from the outside and put it together for us. We have enough going on in our own brains. You know, we need, we need that. All
1: right. If you have, if you had, a, if you have a message, what it like that you wanted to leave.
0: Your, yeah.
1: What, what would be, what would be your message of this um, conversation? like the biggest thing that you want to share?
2: <laughs> I think the biggest thing is that everything can be modified to help everyone move with whatever uniquely is going on with a person. And that there are people that are out there that want to help you do that and can help you do that safely. Everyone deserves to be able to have that opportunity to, to live their best life and, and, be the most independent, happy person that they can be and healthy person that can be. Those goals are so unique to every individual, what healthy and and independent look like. So yeah, I just hope people know that there's professionals out there waiting to help them.
0: Thank you for that. Oh, That's amazing. Everything you said, mm-hmm. I'm sure so many people are going to benefit from this. Truly. I hope
2: that healthcare providers listen to your podcast because honestly- I know, It's not just for people going through it. Like anyone that's working with it, you have so many good things to say and um, you are so hot on with what so many people are going through. And I see people going through all the time and I just think everybody should listen to it.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. I just, I appreciate so much every time when you've talked about it being like a whole person, a holistic view. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important because we get so sometimes wrapped up in okay get rid of the cancer get intermission yeah. done but there's so many other and every single every single person every single diagnosis it doesn't matter you, they're all everyone is different
2: so different
1: Yeah. i think our message has to be like if you're listening to this there's people that want to help try to find the professionals try to find a way
2: yes yes and yeah
1: i mm-hmm. i love that it's now becoming more part of the protocol I hope
2: like as you know you also have to prioritize because you're yes. already in a state of overwhelm and of if they're course. like "You gotta do this and then people are like therapy when am I supposed to go do this therapy
0: yeah yeah
2: so you're right um, it is so important but there's priorities depending on what's going on and I don't want to make it sound like it, sh- it should never be that thing that adds more stress and burden it should be the thing that lifts you up and helps you when people are ready it's there
0: very well Definitely. said. Very yeah. well
2: said, <laughs> yes.
0: What do you think? Well, I think that was an amazing podcast. I know. <laughs> I, know. I like, think you gave everyone so much information and everything you said was so spot on and just so, so true. A lot of people are going to benefit from this. I'm so happy we got you on this podcast.
2: Uh, You're going to change
0: ahead. lives with your information and you already change lives every day. Yes, <laughs> you do so, too thank you yeah. we're
1: so honored that you agreed to be on here thank you yeah
0: thank you love
2: you both so much so thank you so much
0: this is an official goodbye from your host michael kramer
1: and ashley and oh my gosh suzette smith thank, <laughs> thank, you, you, so thank much you thank, thank you thank you for being here you're amazing ah.